Do you ever find yourself wasting too much time delaying and waiting for everything to be perfect before you get started? If so, you're not alone. I was that guy for way too long. And in this video, I'm actually gonna take you on a little bit of a tour back in the past for another talk from Healthpreneur Live where I walk you through the nine ways to beat procrastination and basically help you get more done in less time. You see, it doesn't matter when things were recorded, there are timeless truths that will help you no matter what year you're watching this in. So without any further ado, if you wanna get more done in less time, you wanna become a productivity machine and you wanna stop beating yourself up for delaying and not getting stuff done, then keep watching, get out a pen and paper, get ready to take some notes, and let's dive into this. Hey, welcome to The Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm gonna give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. We are gonna be talking about getting stuff done. How many of you guys ever procrastinated. When I was in my last year of university, uh, I, I studied kinesiology at the University of Toronto, and part of that program was an activity component. So we had like a dance component, although my moves last night wouldn't have shown that. We had a gymnastics component and a swimming component, and the swimming was like, no way, I don't want to do swimming, mostly because it was at eight in the morning and I didn't want to get out of bed, okay? That was my thinking. So what I decided to do was not go to any swimming classes and hope that they would never notice it. So this is my final year of university. And one week before graduating, I get a letter from the office saying, uh, you're probably not going to be graduating this year because you're missing 20 hours of swimming credits. And I'm like, whoa, that came and bit me in the butt. So what I had to do in my last week before graduating was I had to make up 20 hours of swimming. And it was a combination because there wasn't enough time to get all that in. I had to do a combination of aqua fit with 70 year old ladies, right? Like riding the noodles and you know, like that. <laughs> Which was, which was actually fun. And what wasn't as much fun was the swim training. I don't know if there's any swimmers. I mean, maybe Ashley and Adam, water polo, awesome players. Uh, for me, swimming two lengths is like, I feel like I have to have a smoke afterwards. You know, not that I smoke, but it was, it was really exhausting. So I'm looking at the flutter board and it's like 50 times front crawl, 50 times breaststroke. So I had to do that for 20 hours to graduate. And I had to write a whole paper on procrastination. So... I can literally say that I've written the book on procrastination. And even to this day, there are things that I procrastinate on. Over the years, start to think, well, like, why does this happen? So why do we procrastinate? And from my own experience and from what I've seen in the literature, there's two reasons. And those reasons are, number one, something is too complex. Something is too complex. So what are you going to do first thing tomorrow? Oh, I'm going to build my website. Man, what the heck does that entail? Like, how do you even compartmentalize that in your head? So stuff like that is very, it's overwhelming. And when we don't know the exact next action to take, we get paralyzed and we don't move forward. Okay, so complexity is the first thing. The second reason is that it's too painful. So when I was laying in bed and I had to go to swim, it was too painful for me to get out of bed. Okay, it doesn't, like, doesn't have to mean physical pain. Like I'm more comfortable in bed than I would be if I got out of my blankets. It's more painful to get off the couch than it is to stay on the couch, right? So it doesn't have to be like physical pain, but it's perceived pain. That's why being able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable is really important, guys. Right, like this morning, do you know what time I got up? 3.30. I went to bed at 11 last night. Do you know why I woke up at 3.30? Not because of my baby, but I would wake up for him anyways. 
I woke up at 3.30 so I could watch the pre-F1 show for the F1 race that took place at 4 o'clock. Okay, yeah, so that's obviously important to me, okay? So that was not painful. That was a pleasure. That's something I really wanted to do. But if it was something I didn't want to do, I would have slept in for sure. Okay, guys, this is how our brains are wired. So as I've said, your success is directly related to how comfortable you are at being uncomfortable. And the more comfortable you are being uncomfortable, the more risk you're willing to take in a smart way, the more you're able to do things in life, the more you're able to experience, the more you're able to grow, the more you're able to achieve and contribute. So Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And I've spoken with many clients about this. How long does it take to get this done? One day, not four weeks, okay? And I know that not everyone works well under pressure, but I really want to challenge you to start working well and challenging yourself to work under tighter deadlines because this is not some principle that is unique to just a few people. It's how all of us operates. So if you give yourself a week to complete a two-hour task, then psychologically speaking, the task will increase in complexity and become more daunting so as to fill that week. So if we look at build website, even if that's a very complex thing, okay, well, what is something simple that we could do? Write headline for main page. When is that going to get done? Next week. No, 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 no. It's not going to get next week. It's going to get done in five minutes from now. Okay, guys, like you have to find a way to put yourself under tighter deadlines. So this is a graph that shows Parkinson's law, right? As we get closer to the deadline, be on the left in terms of time, we put in a ton more effort. So with that said, I want to give you guys nine strategies to get it done. Use the two-minute rule. How many of you guys have read Atomic Habits? Great book, James Clear. This is one of the things he talks about. If you're starting something new, like let's say you're going for a run in the morning, don't say I'm going to go for a 20-minute run. I'm just going to go run for two, two minutes, right? Break and chunk things down into two minutes. I'm not going to write a whole Facebook ad. I'm just going to write the headline, right? Or I'm just going to identify the audience. Something that is super, super, super actionable and in your mind is like, yeah, I could do that. It's going to take 30 seconds or a minute. But here's the cool thing. What happens if you go for a run for two minutes? Are you going to stop and go back home? Probably not. So really look at how you can chunk yourself or chunk your activities down into super, super small segments. And then as you get better at this, then obviously you can expand. But anytime we're creating a new habit, keep it simple. Use the carrot or the stick. How many of you guys are motivated by the potential, the pleasure, the opportunity? Like if you do this, you're going to get this amazing reward. And that's like motivating enough to make you do something. Okay, how many of you guys are motivated by the stick? Like if you don't do this, some really shitty stuff is going to happen, right? And it might be a combination of both. And I realized for myself, like I thought I was motivated by the carrot, which I am, but I was also really motivated by the stick. Get viscerally associated to the worst case scenario so that it really affects you viscerally so that that's not even an option. Like you're like bouncing out of bed to get stuff done, okay? And then you're really drawn forward based on the opportunity. So find ways to trick yourself to really do what you have to do to motivate yourself to get out of bed, to do the work, and to get it done. Number three, set hard constraints. I don't know if this is David Blaine or someone else. Have you ever seen these magic tricks where they put themselves locked in an aquarium pretty much? <laughs> Just try to find like a way to get out. That, that's a hard constraint. You don't get out, you die. Now, thankfully, we don't have to do that to ourselves. But one of the reasons I love having kids is that I have hard constraints. They go to school at nine. I pick them up at three. If I work beyond three o'clock, now I'm just not a good parent and I'm more or less not an effective business owner. If I, if I can't get enough done in six hours, there's something majorly wrong with the way I'm working. So if you have kids, great. If you don't have kids, it doesn't matter. But the thing is you want to set hard constraints, which means how much time 
do you give yourself to work on something? Okay, so like the focus 50 calls. We start at 10, we finish at 10.50, done. End of activity, you get up and you do something else. So in your business, think of when you're planning out your week, you're planning out your day. So tomorrow, the top three things I'm gonna do are this, this, and this. That's fine, that's a good start. But to really amplify that, look at the first thing I'm gonna do is this, and I'm gonna do that between 7 a.m. and 7.45. At 7.45 requires a little bit of discipline to stop and do something else. And really just be like, give yourself those constraints so that that 7 a.m. doesn't turn into three hours later. Okay, because number one, you're gonna burn out. Number two, you're not gonna be as productive. And then you train yourself to just take your time, right? So really set hard constraints. Quick little break in the show for you. Are you in our Healthpreneur Hub Facebook group? If not, I wanna hook you up. I share some amazing resources in there, including free reports, videos, trainings, obviously more connection to me. And we have thousands of other health professionals and coaches who are in that group actively seeking to grow their business online. If you'd like to join us, let me hook you up with a link. It's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. That's forward slash H-U-B. Once again, that's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. Go there now, join the group, And when you're in there, just drop me a little note to welcome yourself, let us know what you're up to, and I look forward to seeing you inside, connecting with you a little more personally. And once again, that's healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash hub. Now let's get back to the show. So to help you do that, fill your calendar, fill your calendar, put the most important things in first. If that's, you know, time for meditation, time for your kids, date nights, workouts, whatever those might be the most important things in your life, put those in your calendar and schedule them. Put it like the big rocks in the jar before you put the sand in. Then you put your activities work-wise into the calendar. And as best as you possibly can, say at 10 a.m. on Monday, I'm going to write one ad. Well, that's my ad writing time. On uh, Tuesdays between two and three, it's, you know, practice enrollment calls, whatever that whatever that thing might be. But the better you can get at filling your calendar, like your calendar should kind of look full most of the time, but with priorities that you want in your life, not other people scheduling stuff in your calendar. That's the difference. Like my calendar has no calls in it because I don't want to speak to anyone other than the people I love, which are you guys, right? And the rest of it is just my stuff. Like what I want to do, work out this, da, 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 da. Okay. Like I don't have random people just booking calls on my calendar. It's, it's a disaster. So fill your calendar, set harder constraints, and that'll allow you to cut your deadlines in half. One of the one of the questions I ask people sometimes, not all the time, and you can use this on your phone calls if you wanted to, is if someone has kids, you could say, listen, if your kids were kidnapped, and I gave you, like in this case, in terms of timeline, if your kids were kidnapped and you had to get this thing done in order for those kids to be given back to you, and I told you that you, you thought it was going to take you six months, but I said you had one month to get that done in order to get your kids back, would you do it? What logical, sane human being would say, I don't know, life is tough, I got Netflix. It's bullshit, guys, right? It's nonsense, okay? All that matters. Remember, we talked about this. You either have your story or replace your story with it's just not that important. If it's a must, you'll make time. And if it's not, you'll find time. So make it a must and cut your deadlines in half and use Parkinson's law to your advantage. Get paid accountability. Work with us, right? Or somebody else, right? That's why you, that's why clients hire you because they they know that they're not getting results on their own. Even if they just paid to work with you, the very fact that they've invested, they're more likely to get the results, right? Seven, raise your ambition. Raise your ambition. 
ambition. I believe, and I tell my kids this, I believe you should be pursuing making the most amount of money as possible while you're on this planet. And the reason for that is not because of the money, it's about who you become in the process. Would you guys agree that there's probably a very big difference between somebody flipping burgers at McDonald's, no offense, and somebody like Warren Buffett in terms of their growth. The reason the most highly paid people get paid what they get paid is that very few other people can do what they do. People are now getting replaced at McDonald's by iPads and they're complaining. Well, here's an idea. Become more valuable. Raise your ambition. Contribute more. The more money you make, the more you grow. The more you grow, the more you can give. And it's this beautiful circle. So it's not about like buying the cool cars and the houses. And you should have all of that stuff, by the way, if you want it. There's nothing wrong with it. You were put on this planet to enjoy the fruits of this beautiful planet. Never feel bad about what you want, okay? And understand that the only limitation is your ambition. If you don't set the bar high enough, you will get what you settle for, right? And there's nothing wrong with what you want or desire, but if you want more, just keep setting the bar higher. The more you set, the more you get. Check this out. A shark in a fish tank will grow eight inches, but in the ocean, it will grow to eight feet or more. The shark will never outgrow its environment. And the same is true about you. I got this off Facebook, I think. Many times we're around small thinking people, so we don't grow. Change our environments and watch your growth, right? You become your environment. If a friggin' shark is going to grow to eight inches, it's crazy, guys. So hang around winners. Hang around people who inspire you, who have you thinking bigger, who just make you want to be a bigger, better version of yourself. Just the very fact that you are around those people will just like a vacuum take you to the next level. Years ago, I was in a mastermind and I remember a, a good buddy of mine who was just starting out online at the time. He was sitting at this table and he's leaning back and he looks over at our mutual friend beside him who's checking his stats for the day's sales. And he's leaning back and he's like, well, what? So he sees numbers like $25,000 a day, $32,000 a day, $21,000 a day. And he's thinking to himself, what the hell? Like, this is a good friend of mine who I've known for a while. I'm sitting right beside him. I'm just kind of starting not making anywhere near that amount. And if this guy is making that much money, what do you think that did to his belief system? So what happens was my friend Bruce, he sees this and it completely shatters his uh, Roger Bannister four minute mile mindset, if you will. So now he sees what's possible. He goes on to build a monster eight-figure business a couple of years later, right? Little moments like that make a huge difference, guys. And that's why you have to swim in the soup. You have to swim in the soup of success to be surrounded by others who are doing great things. Because most people, the news, the media, the inputs that are coming in here, they affect all of us. So if you're watching the news, if you're listening to naysayers, if you're listening to people talking about how crappy the world is and how everything is going to shit. That's their reality. That's their choice. That's what they choose to focus on. But if you're focused on positive affirmations, listening to empowering audios, hanging around people who inspire you and talk about how great their life is and how they're doing these big things, and that's what you know, that's what you become. And all it is, guys, is it's a choice. It's, it's so, it's so important. And finally, is see yourself differently. How many of you guys have read the book Psycho-Cybernetics? Yeah, a good portion of you. So plastic surgeon uh, starts noticing that people come in for nose jobs, so they feel better about themselves or whatever. They get the nose job, and then very quickly, they revert back to feeling crappy again. So he's like, hold on, what's going on here? And he realized that their self-identity had not changed. What they saw in the mirror was still the old self. Again, this doesn't happen overnight, but this is about conditioning yourself every single day to become a different version of yourself if that's what you want. So like, I don't know if you have a belief, like I just don't drink. I like, it's not like, uh, I don't think I want to drink. Like I'm the type of person who doesn't drink alcohol, right? 
That is a self-identity statement. And if you drank alcohol, that's incongruent with who you are, and you're less likely to do that, right? I am the type of person that gets up every single morning at 5 a.m. and meditates and like whatever the thing is for you. There's a very big difference between like, I want to do this thing and saying, I am the type of person, like you're setting rules for who you are. I am the type of person who does this. I'm the type of person who believes this. I'm the type of person who hangs around with these types of people. The more you affirm that to yourself, that's who you become over time. It doesn't happen overnight, but with consistency, it can happen. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help. And your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.